so much for tuning into the third episode of Growing Resilient with me, Jules. I'm your host, Jules, and this topic has got my mind buzzing because I have tons of thoughts of it and just only so much time to talk about it. So hopefully I'm able to speak on everything well and I'll keep it short and sweet. So let's get started. Today, I am touching on red flags. In the early stages of dating, it's the good old red flags and warning signs that tells us to steer clear from someone. Sometimes it's easy to identify, and in other times, they don't pop up until much later, and you're already in the feels so deep, it's hard to walk away. Whenever we think about red flags, it's in regards to the possibility of danger ahead. Since this podcast is all about becoming better than we were yesterday, here is my thought. We are able to easily identify red flags in others, but are we able to recognize them in ourselves? I noticed lately that a lot of people in the dating world possess some type of red flag or deal-breaking behavior. And since we are all not perfect, there is a red flag you may possess to someone else. Today, I'm asking the question, what are your own red flags? Not your deal breakers and red flags you find in another person, but rather, why would someone be hesitant to date you? I bet as you're thinking through this question, you might say to yourself, sure, I'm not perfect, but I don't have anything that is considered red flags. Or maybe you're like, yep, I know exactly what they are. Maybe you really don't have red flags. Do you have traits or quirks that you know can be problematic or concerning? Is it worth changing? Or maybe you haven't found the right person who is accepting of what makes you, you. I will say that if you're listening to this podcast, you are likely very self-aware of how you treat others and how you are perceived by others. There's a good chance that you don't possess much red flags But I hope this conversation will allow you to know the difference between having true red flags and understanding that our quirks and differences are normal. Also, knowing ourselves can help us find the right person who is accepting of our differences. Whenever me and my friends chat about failed dates that we've been on or crazy bios they matched on on the dating apps, The term red flag is used to describe anything that could possibly be wrong with the person. Most of the time it's warranted, but other times it's due to incompatibility or a quirk that they're just not willing to compromise or work with. So some examples of this are that, you know, one person is a pothead and doesn't have any ambitions or goals. Um... Another is that maybe someone uses too many emojis during their texting game. Uh, I've heard someone taking too many selfies and they're on their phone all the time. I've also heard that no social media presence or having an account uh, is considered a red flag. And this one's a very common one, uh, whether or not they are a cat or a dog person. And these are just some of the things I've heard of what others have said. The term red flag becomes a catch-all for anything and everything that would lead to it just not working out or someone being weird. Sometimes it's down to the most ridiculous things. Not everything that doesn't work out should be considered a red flag. 
it should be known and accepted that not every person you encounter will be your cup of tea. Some just don't work out because of lack of chemistry, little shared interest, different intentions and values, and maturity levels. I also want to touch on, are red flags relative and differ from person to person, or are they pretty universal? Well, my definition will straighten that out. So before I continue, let me define what are red flags. Red flags are warning signs that a person possesses toxic and manipulative behaviors that goes against the standards you have placed for yourself on what you are not willing to deal or compromise with. Usually, these behaviors are deeply rooted in the other that it cannot be changed or easily processed. So some examples of red flags are patterns of abuse, whether if it was physical, emotional, or sexual. They have controlling and narcissistic tendencies like unhealthy jealousy or prohibiting contact outside of the relationship. Another is continuous disrespectful behaviors and disregard of a person's boundaries like cheating and excessive and habitual lying, contentment, and also addiction such as drugs or extreme poor financial spending or anything that could inhibit someone thriving in their livelihood. As you can tell, many of these can put a relationship off kilter and most, if not all, are universally considered red flags for any person. No matter what type of relationship you find yourself in, these behaviors will destroy the possibility of a healthy relationship. Now, as we are thinking of ourselves, it's difficult for someone who is abusive to admit they are abusive, or someone who is conceited, lacks the ability to care for others, and self-serving to recognize they are narcissistic. No one likes to be the bad guy, but if you do recognize some of these qualities in yourself, or have been told these particular red flags have been the cause of a breakup, it's important to seek counsel or therapy and make effort to change. It's usually the people who have been hurt who tend to do the hurting. So if you're in this position, know that you also deserve love, but you won't get the love you so rightfully deserve without first recognizing and addressing the hurt that makes you hurt others. What you can control and fix is within yourself, but you know, I'm sure it's this is much easier said than done. I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist to give any type of professional advice, so I highly suggest to speak with a trusted friend or family member or speak to a therapist to get you stepping in the right direction. So now we know what are red flags. I've asked this question to several of my friends. What are your own red flags? And some of them said the following. Uh... One of them told me that they have commitment issues and are only looking for something casual. Another friend of mine has said that they are attracted to those who don't like them back. I found that very interesting because she's, she's so pretty. And I'm like, how can someone not like you back? Another friend of mine said that they like a project. They see something that they just want to fix. That's not good. Uh, another told me that they are needy and clingy. And, um, another friend says that they're still hooked to their ex. Now, 
With that being said, I wouldn't bucket these flags as severe as red flags I've mentioned earlier, but they can enter dangerously into that territory if not addressed without amazing communication and trust. These are considered more yellow flags or amber flags. I notice they are much more common, especially early on in today's modern dating. In any case, yellow flags are warnings that red flags are at the horizon. We all have some sort of baggage we carry because life in itself has its own hardships. When we take a chance on a relationship, there is always that risk of whether or not it will work out. And then we try to learn from those experiences so we could avoid making the same mistake twice. Sometimes it ends up making us better, and other times we develop poor habits that can have us acting and thinking in a certain way negatively, contributing into our yellow flags. I've heard a mixed bag of thoughts of whether or not these flags in ourselves should be changed because, one, yellow flags are not unique. Plenty of other people have them and are on the same boat, so it's kind of accepted that we're all messed up in our own way, which I guess makes sense. Another um, another thing that like I've heard is more cynical because, you know, regardless of improving your flags, it will always linger no matter how much you want to change it. Um, so it goes to say that a tiger can't change its stripes. And then I heard a very unique and interesting one where unless it's damaging to the relationship, they would rather find a compatible partner who could tolerate and balance out their yellow flags because if they change entirely, it will change who they are as a person. Now, that point I found interesting because yes, I agree to where we shouldn't change ourselves for someone else. However, if it is damaging to the relationship, then we need to make the choice of either changing ourselves for the better or finding someone else who is a better fit. So let's say you do want to change and improve your yellow flags. How does one do that? Well, if you have some really good green flags, it could cancel out the yellow flags. If you could catch on on what a green flag is, you know, green flags are uh, qualities and behaviors that are really positive and that would make you a fantastic partner. So in this instance, if you have a close relationship with an ex and your current partner doesn't like it, doesn't like that you have this close relationship with your ex, if you have green flags that you are a strong communicator, you're very loyal and trustworthy, and you go out of your way to make your partner feel included, important, and a priority over your ex, then there is a possibility of improving that yellow flag. What was on the verge of damaging the relationship can certainly be adjusted and better. Again, we all carry baggage, but I don't accept the fact that what makes us damaged or hurt has to stay that way forever. But we don't need to keep hauling it or, you know, we don't have to keep hauling our baggage around wherever we go. Sometimes recognizing them, having an objective perspective of it and assessing whether if it's something damaging and worth changing can be tremendous and a positive way to process it all. Even if people don't really change, knowing your flags can help you be more selective on the people you choose to let in your life. 
Now, I don't want this to be confused by someone's personality and what makes them them. One of my friends mentioned how his red flag was he is very opinionated and it could be annoying. Knowing what we know now, that is not a red flag nor a yellow flag, but it's more of a quirk or a character flaw. It reminded me of a game I brought over for my friend's Galentine's Day party. It's my favorite party game, and it's called Billionaire Banshee. It's where a person randomly picks two cards from a stack that describes a hypothetical person's quirk and perk qualities, uh, and everyone around the circle, including the person who chose the card, has to decide whether they would date or deny the person based on how everyone knows that person. Many of the cards are pretty far-fetched and silly, but you realize how each person has their own threshold of what they will or will not deal with. During one round, the perk was uh, of this hypothetical person was that they are a sexy green alien, but the quirk was that they had no pop culture knowledge whatsoever. My friend who whose round it was for uh, they said that they would date this person because, you know, they don't have pop culture knowledge at all. They saw the quirk as a perk. Someone else may not say the same thing, but, you know, to each their own. None of the quirk cards possess anything that would prevent a healthy relationship, but there could be problems for where it wouldn't last. It all comes down to compatibility and what one is willing to accept and sometimes quirks can be perks. If red flags are universally manipulative and toxic behaviors, patterns or lifestyle that one needs to steer clear from, and yellow amber flags are at the cusp to red flags and can be difficult to change but not impossible, then quirks and character flaws are what makes us unique and different. Most of the time can still be considered normal to whatever normal sense we could agree to these days. Not a major sign that it will be detrimental to the relationship, but factors in if you have chemistry and compatibility with someone else. And that's what we ultimately want to find in a partner, someone who could see the positives and the imperfections in us. I don't like how the term red flags are loosely being thrown out there in today's language, when a person is different from themselves in a way that they don't like. If anything, it should be called deal breakers, not red flags. Like, for example, if they don't have any social media presence, someone would think it were to be a red flag because of all the assumptions that one not having a social media account would hold. When in reality, not having an Instagram or Facebook is completely normal. I personally find that to be a perk if they don't have any social media. I mean, perhaps it might be more uncommon, but it's still considered normal. If you have a good sense of who you are as a person, this can aid in what you seek in a partner and understand what is compatibility to you. On top of knowing these things, if you possess red or yellow flags you need to process and work on, you can either address them with green flags or make the conscientious effort to seek help and turn yourself around. And if you have trouble knowing who you are, 
don't think another person can help you figure that out. Because the first step to recognizing what you want in a partner is to recognize who you are first. Gaining awareness of the cues you're sending out can lead to a more happier and healthier dating experience. So as I wrap up today's episode, I want to leave you with several questions to ask yourself to help think through your motivation towards dating, figure out your conflict style, where you fall with your self-esteem, and take note of any other red or yellow flags to make sure you have a healthy dating game. So the first question is, do you fall into love too fast? Or are you more avoidant and fear intimacy? These questions will address if you give off cues of love bombing, which could correlate to narcissistic personality tendencies, or even more anxious attachment styles, which I won't go into in this episode. So that's the first question. The second question is, do you badmouth your ex? Now, this question will touch on, have you processed your last relationship and is it carrying over to your future or current relationship? The third question is, what is your conflict management style? The way we argue or disagree could either bring us closer together or place a crack in the relationship that will just worsen over time. Whether you stonewall, lash out, or have diplomatic approach in your communication, being honest with how you approach conflict could bring up a lot of unresolved issues. And lastly, how do you take compliments? Whether we are either insecure and push back when someone shows us love, or we feel comfortable enough by saying thank you, this can tell the other person that you're not ready to be loved, or you need more work in loving yourself. So that's pretty much today's episode. I kept it nice, short, and sweet. I hope what I said made sense. And if there's anything that you would like for me to elaborate on, on anything I touched on, I could totally do that in an upcoming episode. So thank you so much for joining and tuning into this episode and listening to the Growing Resilient with Jules, me, podcast. So uh, thank you so much and I'll see you guys on the next one. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and send a review on iTunes or Spotify. It helps not only the show, but allows other listeners to find and join in on the conversations too. If you have any questions or ideas you'd like for me to make in a future episode, you can reach out to me by sliding into my DMs on Instagram at Growing Resilient with Jewels. The Growing Resilient with Jules podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time.